You're listening. No. You're listening to the Buns.com Podcast Network. (laughs) (laughs) Buns, Buns, Buns. I want to give you something real, but I don't know where to start. Darling, let's make a deal. I want to give you my heart. I would trade anything for love. Hey, guys. Welcome to ISO, the Buns Podcast. The interview this week is with none other than Rashab. He is one of the founding members of the Buns app and mainstay at Buns HQ. If you want to get a peek behind the curtain, this is the interview for you. Anyway, how's the week going? Completing a lot of trades? Getting on the app? I've, uh, I've dabbled in a couple things, made a little trade for a jacket. It's getting cold out there. Keep warm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else has been going on. I'm uh, still kind of out of it. Just got back from Japan not that long ago, so apologies again for uh, missing a couple episodes. But uh, we're getting back on track here. So here is Oren and Laura with This Week in Buns. This Week in Buns, a crumping it's not. It's crimping, actually. Crimping is back. Crimping is not back. Uh, we have 36 questions to make you fall in love. Ooh. Laura is going to learn what a pog is, or what a pog was, I guess, depending on how old you are. Um, and Laura is horny. Hey. And that's that's actually not what we think it is. <laughs> Unless, of course, you think we're talking about a car horn, because that's exactly what we're talking about. Hey. This is the ISO Abundance Podcast. I'm Oren. And I am Laura. And we're going to get it going with crimping. Crimp, 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 crimping. So. That was entirely too many crumps or crimps. Crimp, crimp. Crimp, crimp. Okay. We got some great posts from Yadeline. Yadeline something like that, who is looking for all of the crimp queens that are hidden amongst uh, the GTA. So get your crimpers from your parents' basements and get ready to trade them with Yelinda. Or just use them again. Because <laughs> crimping is back. And one of the great parts about this post is that she posted a picture of Christina Aguilera oh, yeah. circa geez, early 2000s. Yeah, and I want to be that. Yeah, this is just a genie in a bottle, a Aguilera. <laughs> this isn't dirty, Aguilera. We haven't gotten that far. <laughs> oh, I aspire. I aspire. Uh, how about this story from uh, from this past weekend? It says, hey, Buns, did anyone else see the accident caused by a fake cop dancing earlier today at Blur oh. Christie? <laughs> there's, there's a lot to unpack here. Let me just describe to you the scenario because there was a video to go along with this. Oh, no. There's likely someone who dressed up in a Toronto police uniform mm-hmm. was breaking it down quite a good dancer mm-hmm. and was also sort of directing traffic. Oh. And it's not illegal to dance in the middle of the street. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Um, okay, but, good. And, but obviously it's illegal to impersonate a cop. And we didn't, we're going to need clarification from our legal department, which we have none, about... <laughs> Steve! About, <laughs> it's okay, Steve. Go back. About what it means to impersonate. Like, if, you, if you're just dressed up as a cop, like, say for Halloween, that's fine. But yeah. the second you start using that uniform to your advantage, that's when you get in some legal trouble. That's when it gets shady. Yeah. And basically, this guy's dancing with the street, directing traffic, mm-hmm. and directed two people into a collision. Oh, no. <laughs> so they're basically asking to try and find where these people are because... 
they have the info with one of the people mm-hmm. and they're just basically trying to find out who this guy is and and why they caused an accident who this hooligan is i'm also curious how much like how much responsibility this guy has yeah you're pretty well in charge of your own vehicle yeah but then again if you see they a, thought it was a cop i was a cop just a happy go lucky cop just <laughs> dancing in the street next time we're in trouble we'll be like listen i thought that was a real cop i thought it was real <laughs> i'm sorry um how about when you try to do something nice for people mm-hmm. and then people take advantage of it you give them an inch and they take a mile Damn. you know so this lovely lovely woman said listen i got a ton of fresh produce for y'all oh. yo i got so many tomatoes i got 30 pounds oh my god 30 pounds of of ripened tomatoes and just a bunch of other things just a really lovely woman and the key part in all this is like hey it's naturally grown there's not a, no pesticides except for compost mm-hmm. but listen um I would just rather have some buns persons pick up the tomatoes without taking more than he or she needs. Zucchini, squash, green beans, you know, they're all coming in the week ahead. Maybe even raspberries. Whoa. But the key, the operative words here are taking more than she needs. So she posted this around like 3 o'clock. Yeah. 3.30, there's an update, but it's not like some people came along, one person just came and jacked all, all of them. All of them? <laughs> no. All the tomatoes. Yo. Some ruthless person came out here and said, "Yo, these these are for me only." Yeah. On this, and then she posted another one saying, "Hey, I put out about ten more pounds. Yeah. Come by and get some more." Okay, so then, second you know, chances. Yeah. Here. That some other lunatic came across and took all of them again. No. <laughs> Yo, there's there's no right to be done. Listen, people always complain about people and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. This is someone legitimately being like, "Hey, um." have some food yeah take some if you need some and people just taking full advantage advantage. i love summertime buns because people are just going crazy with their produce like people just buy too much pick too much something and they're giving them away my only insight to this is one of my close girlfriends uh her nonna is making sauce this weekend yo and italian sauce weekend is so real and i so i wonder if it was just a nonna (laughs) that had She's like, oh, no, all my friends have all the tomatoes and I have none. And so she found the sponge post and just hopped on it. But anyways, who knows? We'll never know who the tomato snatcher is. We'll never know. Uh, I found this wonderful kind of nostalgic post. Uh, Rebecca is in search of a wee rock band guitar. And uh, just to relive that rock band life. And uh, me and my siblings would always play rock band, so I identify with this so much. I would always be the singer, and or and I just wonder, were you in the band? Yeah, I was making. I was trying to make the band for sure. <laughs> I mean, I have, I have three siblings, so we're all playing rock band all the time. Yeah. And I was I was the drummer, but you know, <laughs> I'm multi talented. Yeah. Uh, with oh, the are whole you? Lead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see. Sometimes I dab with the bass, dab with the guitar. Oh so. man. So, uh, so kind of a well-rounded man in that, in that regard. No, I just sang. I could not get my way around the, the drums. Found another one that's just, I have opinions. Oren has opinions. So Victoria has a tiny little hatchback, but her horn is broken. And so when she was on the, ha- the, highway, sorry, the highway, she was nearly killed by a woman texting because her horn wasn't loud enough. And... I personally would die if this was me because I'm a very avid horn user. I'm a horny girl. I use it. <laughs> I am avid. That pun's not going anywhere, is it? Nope. Nope. Okay. Sticking with me forever. <laughs> Nowhere else it goes. 
you use the horn word. Yeah, I'm just a very seldom horn user. I, I just feel like I just feel like the less I use it, the more important it is when I need to use it. True. I think we're a society of of over horn users. Mm. And and then you go to New York City, and you're like, okay, no, they really they, use the horn. Yeah. yeah, but even here, it's mm-hmm. you know what I yo you know what I really hate what that extended horn where. It, yeah. That's me. That's oh, me. Oh, you're the worst. That is me. <laughs> you're the worst. You you and your horn people are the worst. Oh uh, no, I overuse. I'm very vocal because your horn is like your you talking. That's your car, your car talking to other people. <laughs> so if someone cuts me off even a little bit, or someone's going too slow, I'm like, sir. Yeah, but it's not. Sir, 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 sir. It's not. It's not. It's not Morse code at this point. <laughs> you need to calm down. It's supposed to be to alert people to danger, not, hey, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, John, on the sidewalk, as, as Mitch Hedberg would say. It's not about, um, I, I don't know. A, there's another comedian who has a great joke about horns where okay. they say the horn needs to have different horns for different things. Oh, okay. right. Horns for, hey, it's an advanced screen. You know, you Move think, your ass. yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, um, I don't know. There needs to be just different horn sounds. We just have right. the one, and it should really. I feel like a dad right now. Yeah. <laughs> you should. Laura, do not use your horn. But Dan, I'm yeah. an aggressive young driver. So I need my horn. Yo, where do you come down on this horn scandal? Because I'm, yeah. Yeah, we're definitely on polar sides of this argument. <laughs> we uh, agree to disagree on agree this Agree to disagree. One. Next is just, so Ryerson third-year film students are really uh, taking over buns this week. <laughs> uh, one uh, documentary that Orin and I super dug this uh, girl, Alessandra, is doing a little documentary about the 36 questions that lead to love. It was a, uh, sh- an essay that was published, and now it's an article that she posted that you can check out. And she basically wants to get couples together and film them asking each other these questions and seeing if they will find love. Yeah, and it's and it's not even couples; it's like strangers. Oh, right? sorry, did I yeah, say couples? Strangers. Yeah, yeah. yeah, strangers. In Complete strangers. So of course, she turned to buns. And I got the questions up here from the article and I'm just sifting through them. And this is one question I thought we'd just try it out on. Are you down? Yeah. These, reading a couple beforehand, these yo, these questions are, yo, they hit hard. Yeah. They make you think and they make you really reveal parts of yourself. So this is one. Question number seven. Do you have a secret hunch about how you're going to die, Oren? <laughs> yo, you come, up, you come up swinging. Yeah. Do I have a secret hunch on how I'm going to die? Yeah. Ugh. Um, no. I mean, I know no. how I want to die. Okay, well, here we go. Yeah, I think I just want to die just doped up on propofol. That's that stuff that Michael Jackson had. Really? Yeah, the milk is what they call it. They, the he, milk? Yeah, it's the intravenous. You put it in. It's okay. actually how a lot of patients go. Yeah, okay. you put it in. It makes you very comfortable. makes you beautiful. And your eyes roll back and you're mm-hmm. good. Really? And you're just in a beautiful state. Are you an old person at this point? Or what's um, your age? Yeah, I, I feel What's like... What's your ideal death age, Warren? <laughs> Yo, now, now we're getting really <laughs> Um, Old enough to feel like I've accomplished everything. Yeah. But old enough to know that that's never going to be a possibility. Oh, damn. Mm-hmm. That's some deep... What about you? Goodness. I'm in Italy. Okay, I'm in Italy. I'm in a beautiful, beautiful restaurant. I've lived a full life. <laughs> I'm eating a beautiful bowl of pasta. And I take a bite. I finish my last bite. I take a sip of vino and I just disintegrate and into a ball of happiness and I just go with the wind. You turn into the wind. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
it's kind of so probably the, not plausible, but yeah, just re- so we're clear in the future, yeah, you think disintegration <laughs> of human beings is going to be a thing? Yeah, if, I mean, they said, do you have a secret hunch? I mean, this doesn't have to be like legitimate. Maybe that's what it should be, actually. But that's how I would. That's how I would want to go. That's my ideal. So no, I guess it's not a hunch. Okay, well we kind of changed the question. Yeah, but regardless, I think we both understand that we don't have a good grasp on how we think we're gonna die. No. But there are some people who are like, yeah, this runs in my family, so maybe this is how I'm gonna die. Oh or man. This my dad died this way, my grandpa died this way. I mean, I'm gonna die that way. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that's the realness. Anyways, this to that's circ- the realness. To circle back, these questions can go hella deep. Yeah. About certain things, so. I'm curious as to what that doc's going to look like. And yeah. feel free just to Google New York Times 36 questions. They get a list of these questions about, yeah, um, yeah, yeah there are some tough ones. Yeah, especially in like the, because it goes by sets. So like set one of questions, set two, set three. Those set three questions are like, <laughs> something like that. Um, how about Sarah putting up, you know, one of the posts of the week. Yeah. She says, you. Lives in Liberty Village, has dog. My ISO to walk your dog sometime today. Trade, your dog gets walked. I regain some sanity slash emotional stability, emotional stability by getting to hang out with a pupper. Aww. Apply below. Got lots of love. Yeah. And then pretty soon thereafter, yo, shout out to Steven who let Sarah chill with with uh with his dog Aww. his dog is hella cute she posted a boomerang of no his dog way. licking her face on Amazing. the lawn it it just looks like a really lovely time so you you know bunch connected on all levels yeah. right now and animals are like proven like therapy animal well that's all right there's therapy animals but they're proven to have like a therapeutic sense or whatever the f- i don't even know what i'm trying to say you get me you get me no we don't get you explain yourself they're good for you <laughs> animals are good for you debatable no i'm kidding i love them i'm getting used to them okay i got a really fun one here this is just an honest bunner just an honest one she goes hey samantha she goes hey oh my god (laughs) sorry um samantha goes hey have a new never used hamilton beach juicer with instruction booklet up for grabs I've meant to turn my life around and start enjoying fresh juice, but after a year of it sitting under my sink, I think I got to face the facts. <laughs> and I love that. Just like super honest. Yo, buds come with the realness. Yeah. And it went. And like you were saying, like everybody's got some kind of like fitness equipment that just they're like, yeah, I'm going to use this. And then it just never, Listen, ever. I, I feel like that's 99% of buttons. <laughs> I'm buying this thing because I think I'm going to use it. Yeah. I never use it. Now I've come to terms with not ever using this. Yeah. What can I now get for this thing? What can I get? That That's the long tagline to buns. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. All right. Courtney. I so someone that can cut my bangs so my big old forehead feels a little bit less naked. Listen, Courtney, we Googled you. Or no, we just tapped on your Facebook icon. Yeah. Your forehead looks beautiful. It's a beautiful forehead, honey. I will just say to you that these bangs that you have posted, I see you say you have short, thick, frizzy, wavy hair. And I just, a word of warning. My close friend has bangs like this. And it they require... Uh, maintenance okay I know you say you're willing and committed to making the bangs work but honey you need a flat iron you need a, a blow dryer you need one of those big circle brushes you need the anti-frizz spray and if they get greasy you need to wash them if they get too dry you need to wash them so it's a cool look believe you me but just get ready 
because they are going to look fabulous, but it's going to got to put in the work. You know, we need we need you to have your own advice part on this podcast. <laughs> or we, you know, we're going to Laura's realness corner. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're dropping realness, especially about like this hygiene and, and women care. Like, yep. yo, girl, bangs. Listen. Good yo, luck. Yo, they are not for you, girl. They you are see, not you for see, you. going to lay it down. We get people to work in questions. And yep. then, yo, we'll take it to your corner. But I'm sure that she will be able to put, I don't doubt you, Courtney. I have faith in you that you'll be able to do this. But for anybody that's thinking about those shaggy bangs. I just uh, just want to let you know. Um, this post is about two small lizards in my apartment. This dude found them. Oh, my God. After some research, he believes they're uh, these brown anole or anole lizards, uh, maybe a banded gecko. And they probably came from one of the plants in their apartment. But really, they have no clue where these two adorable lizards, lizards came from. Came from. <laughs> adorable being the uh, word they used. Um, <laughs> You're not a lizard not- guy? No, the only, the only thing I even like close to lizards is like turtles. The only thing I like about turtles is that if you have a ninja sensei of a rat, yeah. you can teach them how to fight crime in the city. So <laughs> that, that's the only thing I like about green things yeah. that are crawly in a way. Yeah. Um, anyways, he goes on to say, it's really, really weird. Yeah, no shit. He says, so I was, I was wondering if anyone wants some lizards or if anybody has any reptile care supplies to trade. And he posts he posts uh, videos of this, no way. Of this, tons of help in the comments. Oh, good. Yeah, lizard lovers in the comments saying, "Hey, do this, try this." Yeah. Um, depending on which one they are, the care is pretty similar. Yeah. He's getting a lot of love on buns to try and figure out exactly how, how to, to deal, ta- how to take care of these things, which um, is which is just adorable. Like the fact that like if you were living in the desert, you live in like some area where lizards are common, you'd be like, okay. There's lizards, but this is not something that's native to Canada. So, like, just seeing something like this in my apartment, I'd be like, "What? <laughs> Where'd you come from?" I feel like probably they just are traveling little lizards, and they just escaped from probably his higher up apartment and just trickled down. Just want a new it's place not, to it, live. They're trickle down lizards. They're trickle down oh, lizards. Of course, I, I forgot about those type of lizards. Or <laughs> do your research, man. Okay. We're gonna bring it back. Bring it back, back to nostalgia. Earlier, we talked about crimping. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about pogs. Okay. And we're going to talk about it because you do not, honestly, saying right now, you do not know what I a have pog no is slash idea. was. No idea. Okay. So pogs okay. were essentially small paper slash cardboard discs. Okay. Right? And they're almost like trading cards, but in a small circular disc form. Okay. And they're a bit, honestly, they're a bit thicker than cardboard. Okay. And you would use a slammer. Oh. Right? You'd use a slammer to try and hit the pog and turn it over. You should flip flip the pog. Oh, what the... F- what? And there are rules that went along with this oh and all this God. sort of thing. But basically, you're trying to use this big plastic s- slammer, which is... Is it a, a hammer? No, it's the same shape as these small circular discs, which are only about like an inch in diameter. Okay. And you're, you're trying to use this big, thicker plastic one to knock over or to flip over these other pogs. What? Yeah, it was... A fad, I don't obviously. see the appeal, to be honest. <laughs> you don't see the appeal. <laughs> <laughs> Living over a disc, but then fidget spinners are big. So, yeah. I mean, I don't understand. So, I think marbles preceded pogs, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, I see. Um, and then pogs were all the rage, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone is saying ISO, Sam, is ISO a slammer? All these pogs and nothing to slam them with. <laughs> That's a great line. All these yeah. pogs, and nothing but nothing slam. And do you not remember the Simpsons episode where they talk about pogs and Alf? No. Oh my God! Girl. There was there was such. Basically, says um, Alf pogs. I wish Alf's back. 
in pog form. You don't remember this quote? No. Ugh. I guess I'm just dating myself. Yo, Aww. there are some ones out there right now that are laughing their ass off yeah. at this, and I need you just to just to smile and know that I'm with you on oh. this. Okay. This, and for those of you that don't know what he's talking about, sharing my confusion the, and un understanding of the appeal. Okay, Google Simpsons Alf Pog Millhouse. Oh, you, you'll get it. Wait, wait, is Alf that like weird alien thing? He's like, I'm Alf. <laughs> I mean, that's yes, probably not. Yes, yes, he's weird alien form. It, it's. That's a whole can of worms. Yeah, yeah, I think we've talked too much about this in general. <laughs> but you have to understand that I'm smiling ear to ear with yep. nostalgia right now about how good these pogs are. And he found people in the comments. No way. He is getting some slammers. Oh, my gosh. Is it going to be like a group of them playing pogs? <laughs> um, I hope. I, I, I hope, hope. I hope. One can only hope that they've all found each other. Um, I'm going to need some music for the buns pun of the week. Buns puns. Buns puns of the week. Buns puns. Nick, let's post this picture. Again, I think. So there's a, a curb alert. Nicholas posted this curb alert, and it's basically a package of hot of hamburger buns. So curb alert buns. Oh, that's the. Uh, whip, 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 whip. Bag of buns, bag of buns. <laughs> uh, that usually would do it for our portion of the show, but we got a plug because on October 31st, end of this month, or end of end of October, Halloween. Yeah. You, you know what? You know what you know Halloween, Halloween is, is. <laughs> <laughs> right? What's Halloween? December 25th. Um, it's Halloween. Uh, the Buns Flea Number Five Spooky Edition. Ooh. That's the big flea market. If you got something cool to sell, maybe something you have gotten popular on Buns for, mm -hmm. contact. Buns, get on this flea market. It's going from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. on Halloween, which is what date again? I uh, keep forgetting this. I think it's the 22nd. Okay, you're lying. It's the 31st. July. <laughs> um, October 31st. So, but even if you're not a vendor, definitely get down there. It's going to be great. These mm -hmm. things always are. And maybe you can find something cool. Ooh, spooky. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Too much shit in your apartment? Get rid of it today on the Buns app. Available in the App Store, Google Play Store, or online at buns.com. So like I said at the top of the show, the interview this week is with Rashab. He talks about changes in the app, how he got into the app business to begin with. So, you know, if you're interested in Buns or you're just an aspiring app developer, maybe this is the interview for you. And uh, spoiler alert, he doesn't really have any formal training. So uh, let that be an inspiration. Anyway, here's my interview with Rashad. With it. The hardest part is, is uh, coming back after vacation, right? That's yeah. what fucks you up. You go on vacation because when you're on vacation, you're like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna eat and drink everything," because yeah. otherwise, like, what's the what's the point? What's the point? Yeah. But uh, although I've been trying to save up for a house now, so I'm eating oh, like shit. vegetables. Yeah, they're fairly cheap. So, do you know where you want to live? Uh, I don't know yet. So looking, we'll see how Toronto ships up over the next eighteen months, probably. So you want to stay west though? Ah, probably not. I'll probably go east. Nice. Or sell relatively cheap. 
You'll have to you'll have to let us know. Yeah, that's uh, that's our hood. Anyway, let's get this going. Hey, Buns, welcome to ISO the Buns podcast. I'm here with the one and only Rashab. I don't know what your your title is now. I feel like it's changed a couple times since yeah. I've known you. I kind of do everything. Um, for, for my my official title is Chief Product Officer. Okay, so so it's clear he is the Chief Product Officer for the Buns app. Yeah. Yeah, but that's kind of my official title. But yeah. Primarily, my role revolves around product design, so I can make you know pretty good decisions around how the iOS app or Android app or the web app will look and function like in the future. Right. And I do that from a lot of stats, and I also like code a lot of the web app now as well. So it's pretty good. Sweet. Well, okay. Before we get into all the nitty gritty of it, because I got a bunch of questions Same. about uh, about all of that. Um, where did you grow up? Uh, really depends. I moved to Canada in the year 2000, so I spent the first 10 years of my life in New Delhi in India, and then I spent the next 17 years now, I guess, um, here in Canada in Toronto. Well, I grew up on <coughs> Dawes Road in Toronto in East York, and then I moved to Markham with my family up in 2006, I believe. Um, and then I've been living in downtown Toronto for the last two, three years now, which is pretty good. Insane. Okay, yeah. so where in that roller coaster ride did you uh, learn to do all this magic? Oh, that's a long story. The short version is when I was at OCAD, which is where I went to university, mm-hmm. um, I got involved with a bunch of startups in my early early years, like in my second year of, of OCAD. Yeah. Um, and there I looked at the, like, I, I could make 25 bucks an hour working as a web, web developer, or I can make $0 working as the audio and you know, the film student that I was at right. the time. Um, so I just chose that path. And then from there, I kind of like went into design, went into more development for for, for an end. Um, that's kind of what I did. Did you, hmm, how do I put this? Because I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover between people who can who can do backend and coding and stuff and people who can design um, the art. But it, to me, it seems incongruous. Like I feel like one mindset is more mathematical. The other one's obviously more creative. Did you have a hard time switching between, you know, from one to the other? Uh, not really, because for me it was more about making sure that my vision that I had for my designs lived up to the 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 actual like experience that I wanted. Yeah, uh, which is kind of the primary reason I wanted to code was like I wanted to like make stuff that made sense for the user um, and also like made sense for me. Yeah, as a designer, and that's kind of like where I picked up coding as well. Um, so there are two different mindsets. Uh, I don't know a lot of designers that can code, right? And vice versa, I don't know a lot of coders that can design as well. But uh, if you find like the perfect balance between the two, of like yeah. working in design and also make sure that code lives up to some sort of expectations Mm -hmm. and it works out for everyone. So did you predominantly, I mean, you said you went to OCAD, but I imagine they didn't really teach you how to code. No, I kind of learned in my spare time. That's what I was saying. Like I kind of like saw this job posting randomly in my second year. I was like, Hey, you can make $25 as a web developer. I was like, you know what? Let's try it. But I mean, did you, before you got into, like, you saw the job posting, did you have previous experience? No, no, I kind of had to just pick it up. I was like, okay, well, how much of, of coding can I, like, learn? Mm-hmm. So, at first, it was, like, very basic. It was not even coding. It was just HTML, CSS. But yeah. in my first job that I got out of that, like, they just threw me through this JavaScript, like, front-end framework that I ended up learning over a course of two weeks. And they gave me a deadline of two weeks. I didn't know that they wanted me to, like, you know, just, you know, explore and not finish the project. Yeah. But I ended up finishing it because I that's kind of what i was expecting mm-hmm. that, they, that they wanted from me but that's not what it was and that's kind of where i learned how to like actually do javascript um is from like that one job that i had so i think that you know as long as you have an aptitude for that sort of thing it, it your story kind of goes to show that uh with a little bit of willpower you can you can 
kind of pick this shit up. Yeah, anyone could do it. Like my grandma knows how to code now. Um, she really? She learned it online. She learned it. Uh, I can't remember where she learned it. Like Code Academy or one of those yeah, places? Yeah, something like that. Um, but anyone can do it. I'd highly encourage it. That's it wild. Up your skill sets. Well, let's, so let's get into the design sort of yeah. aspect of things because I know that, uh, you know, buns is lifestyle kind of stylized thing. How do you guys come up with the designs for the buns app? Uh, it goes back and forth internally. We have like a lot of discussions around it, but yep. for the most part, what I look at are user funnels. Mm-hmm. So I look at like a lot of stats. My daily like responsibility, I guess, is to like look at stats, make sure that we're always on track to hit our goals, whatever they are. Sometimes they're like, you know, increase the number of post views or increase engagement. Yeah. Uh, right now for the last six months, I would say our, our goal for the company has been about growth. Um, so how do we but I, before I sort of interrupt you, but I think that's kind of an interesting thing that a lot of people, I mean, you and I, we have. Uh, you know, like you know my background, I know you, yeah. so that we kind of have this discussion from time to time. But I think it's interesting for people to know that, you know, the actual look and feel of the app and the design element is is as much involved in the sort of getting and retaining of users as you know any of the code is. Yeah. And and the idea that, you know, even as an artist, you might have a mandate to say, okay, well, we need to get and keep, you know, however many new users every month with this art is I think an interesting concept because it's not one that I would immediately think about, you know, as a lay person looking at art. How do you know, you know, like, how do you know what, what the moves are? I mean, obviously you, you learn from experience, but like, how do you kind of figure that stuff out? Uh, I I guess, I mean, there's really no easy way to put it, but think about it this way. It's like, if you had, to share something, wh- whatever it is, whether it's text or an image or a video or whatever. Mm-hmm. What's the easiest way of going about and doing that, right? Yeah. And that's a goal that you have to accomplish. And how do you figure out a solution around that? Right. That's pretty much all it is, really. So whether it's a YouTube video or like a song or like a piece of paper, like how do you go and share that or right. whatever the goal is at the end of the day? But I imagine it, there's a, from there. it's a fine line between feeling familiar to the user and not being a direct sort of copy of what somebody else is doing, right? Uh, there's a bit of both actually. Right. You'd be, you'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there's some basic things like obviously there's share buttons and whatever, yeah. and that that's like, uh, universal across a bunch of apps, but you also want to sort of make a name for yourself in that arena. So yeah. you're not just, I mean, there's a million photo sharing apps, but there's a reason why people are using Instagram. Yeah, exactly. And it's all about getting that, that end experience, right? And yeah. that, that always ties back to the business school, at least for like the tech sector. Yeah. And it's different when you're working as like a graphic designer or something where you have maybe a more of a client focused role, like, Hey, make this, you know, poster or, or whatever it is look really nice. So yeah. it's more accessible for the end user. Right. Right. It's just like the same, I guess, mindset, but just framed differently in the, in the tech world. Well, okay. I think that's a good segue, uh, talking about accessibility and the end user into, yeah. uh, the redesigns that, by the time this goes live, we'll probably be live on the end. Well, when, when is, are we expecting those redesigns? You know, I'm not going to hold you to it. I'll yeah. probably just edit um, this out. Well, but. we're looking to release iOS and Android by the end of this week. Okay. Which is so the week of August 27th, I believe. This will definitely be up after that. So let's talk about some of the decisions being yeah, made on the new. Well, tell, well, first tell me what's new with yeah. the app. Uh, the biggest changes that we made on the product side are around how to find items because that's our current business goal is like how do you get growth um and as a company but also as a user base and the easiest way to do that for us is to show you as much content as possible Mm -hmm. so you can find something that you're in love with um like right off the bat right so some of the new changes that are coming out it's like we have this grid view on the home screen now both on ios and android 
the new changes that are coming up for this release, the current on this current week, are we're adding a search bar on the top and having a smaller navigation bar on the bottom. Yeah. Because we know that more people are focused on consumption on the home screen re- directly. So like just give them the tools to go do that. So like having more accessible filters, yeah. in terms of like distance slider or like being able to search more easily. And it also like saves your searches. So like if you search for like camera lenses or like beer or or whatever it is, yeah. it'll get saved automatically. And that also like ties into the future goal of the company of like, you know, can we show alerts around that? Right. Around like, you know, if you save let's say camera lenses as a safe search, can we get notified on whenever there's new content posted within that? Nice. Uh, so that's that. And then we also got like a couple of bug fixes and like some performance improvements overall. Yeah. Um, that's what's going on in this release uh, to tie into like how do we grow as a company, which yeah. is to, again, show you more relevant content. Well, sp- okay. So speaking of relevant content, because I know that this is kind of something that uh, is kind of sort of being discussed is consolidating everything into one feed, right? Yeah. So um, I'm sure everyone will find out, but we actually got rid of the home zone job zone and the talk feed because yeah. we want to focus on trade and we know that from our statistics it was like 95 percent of our user base strictly used trade and they didn't even bother checking out any of the other zones right so we looked at that we made some hard decisions over the last like almost two months yeah and we said okay well you know what if people are using it in a certain manner let's go optimize for that and make sure that it scales for every user that comes on board well i, I think that that's interesting because you know a lot of people their first reaction might be well you know why would you get rid of functionality but I was having this discussion with somebody else the other day. It's kind of give the people what they want. Clearly, it, it's sole use or like nearly sole use is this one area. So why not focus on that one area instead of, you know, sort of um, diluting some of the ability of, of some of yeah. the people? We also had some like issues on the technical side of like we the the primary reason apart from like, you know, making the experience better was like. We couldn't find a way technically to like sustain all those different categories because they were not done super well from our side. Right. We kind of like hacked together, put in place to, because we want to test it out, see like how it worked. Yeah, yeah. And until we were ready to like give you the user like a stellar experience on home zone and jobs and talk and like and, you know, everything else that goes on involved with that. Yeah. Uh, we won't like half ass it basically. Right. So our experience there is to, like make trade super awesome, like mm-hmm. having calendar eventually or like a meet of functionality. Or scheduling of some sort and like also a more relevant home feed maybe through some sort of algorithm is kind of the current goal because yeah. we know that's kind of like how most users are using it right now so what do you think is is next up for for trade what what can people expect i mean you, you yeah. mentioned uh alerts for save searches which i love yep. i love that idea because i'm I, i'm honestly on there every day just searching like a handful of things like comic books uh vinyl and uh you know like dog toys or some shit yeah uh i mean apart from alerts we're also adding a calendar feature so mm-hmm. it's not like a strict calendar it's more like a schedule so you can see like you know, what's going on this week or what's going on today yeah and you can line up a trade so we have this we're, we're still prototyping this internally like we have this offer flow that's uh, that we're working on yeah and also this way of scheduling something so like if i'm you know trying to trade with you koji mm-hmm. um, we, i can s- send you a meetup location i can send you a location and a time and a date yeah and you can go accept that and then what that what will happen is as soon as you accept that is like both of us get a notification that says hey the other person has, has ex- accepted yeah and it automatically gets added to your calendar on the application itself you know what that sounds like to me yeah a little we're gonna go way back in the buns history it kind of sounds a little bit like shuffle yeah, it kind of does, except uh, the difference is Shuffle was like this very complicated product Yeah, uh, that really didn't serve a utility, but Buns is something that serves a lot of people, yeah. but it's not fleshed out. And the reason it's not fleshed out is because we were trying to explore all these different avenues. Yeah, and now you're doubling down on, on, the, trade. on the trade, which I think is perfect because I think, 
you can't really fight your brand. Whenever I mention buns to anyone, the first thing they think of is, oh, you know, it's that trading, exactly. you know, it's that barter economy. Yeah. Plus, we've also done some tests like in different cities, like in Austin, Texas. Yeah. We try to explain the city network. We try to explain all these different zones between like homes, jobs and like talk and trade. Yeah. And people got confused. But one thing they always latched on to was trade. So like, yeah. we, that, we thought that this was the best way of us to grow not only in terms of user base and functionality, but also as a company. So that made the most sense. Yeah, I, I think it I think it makes sense for, you know, from my perspective as well. And then it, there's nothing to say that down the line, once you have adoption in all these other places, you can't start adding these other things. But it makes sense that, especially if people are associating you with Barter and it's what w- worked in Toronto, it'll probably work in other cities. Yeah, it, you just find that out through like trial and error, um, yeah. which is kind of like the name of the game sometimes in the startup world. Okay, well, let's talk about trial and error a little bit because... I know that you you guys routinely have Buns users in here and you're talking to them about and, and getting like some really detailed and intense feedback from yeah, them. So let, let's go from, you know, the initial stages, you're designing something, you put together a prototype, you get some feedback. Like how does that all factor into what we find we see in the end there? Uh, what I usually do is like I'll design one solution. I'll mm-hmm. test it out really fast. Um, and that turnaround is usually like a week. So like I start on Monday, I do a lot of research, look at a lot of stats and then on Tuesday and Wednesday I'll prototype something and by Thursday and Friday I'll have like a lot of user feedback. Yeah. And what that feedback really tells me is like, Hey, can we get, get a goal for this user to go accomplish whether it's scheduling a trade or creating an item or, or like searching for something. Mm-hmm. And then based on that feedback, I'll kind of go back to the drawing board and either make tweaks or kind of redesign that flow entirely. Yeah. So it meets not only their needs, but also the needs of ex- new users that are coming on board. Yeah. And the way that I do user feedback is like I'll get like a 50-50 mix. So 50% really hardcore users and 50% people that have never heard of Buns, have never used it. And if the experience works for both those types of users, then I know that's the right solution. Right. And I'll kind of go back to the team and be like, hey, listen, this is the feedback that we've gotten. These are the two or three different iterations of the product that I think work the best. Yeah. And by the time that we're done that iterating internally, it's like on iteration nine or 10. And that's kind of when it goes out to the public as based on a lot of user feedback from right. active users, but also like new users as well. So there's just a lot of going over it and going over it and going over it's it. Every day. It's interesting because I don't think people really think about what goes into some of these apps, especially a social app, because it doesn't like it has utility, but it's not obvious it's not like a calculator where i know exactly what it's doing for me so people don't really think about literally how much focus there is going into you know when i sometimes when i tell people oh buns has an officer like oh it's like a real company i'm like fuck yeah it's a real company (laughs) man uh okay let's talk about your buns experience a little bit because i know you used an example earlier about camera lenses and i assume that's a personal example because i know that you're big into cameras what else are you looking for on buns uh primarily i'm looking for like a lot of like vintage equipment around like camera because like I did Kodo Cat for like film and video primarily. Yeah. And that's kind of like where my interest lies um, even to this day. And so that, I'm looking for those, but I'm also looking for like, you know, old school like posters like from like the 50s and 60s because I love that art style. Yeah. I'm heavy into like 80s design right now. Um, okay. Like that's the weird synth wave. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, awesome. And, like those drum beats. And it's kind of coming back as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking for like a lot of like memorabilia from, from that era. Um, but apart from that, like I don't really look for anything. I'm not a heavy consumer of, of stuff. Yeah. I try to keep my life as minimal as possible. So, but do, those are like, do you I use like. buns to get rid of stuff though? Not really, to be honest. Um, the only thing I got rid of in the last like maybe six months is my bed, my bed frame, and a table. Yeah. And that's because I moved from my old place to the new place I'm living in now, which is like a lot smaller, but it's also a lot cheaper. Yeah. And I just use that as a way of like instead of throwing it out somewhere, right. or instead of like you know selling it somewhere else or like trying to find like a 
a buyer for it. I just you know gave that away to someone on, on buns for like a pack of uh, I think it was Guinness. So there you go. Well, well, if you end up getting that house, then uh, you're probably gonna be back on there yeah, looking for buns. some stuff. Then I'm looking for like tables, house plants, and yeah. like whatever else I can. House plants or or house plants. You know what I mean? Uh, house plants. Yeah. <laughs> the house plants I can get whenever. <laughs> yeah. That's not the issue. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Okay. Well, one last thing I want to ask you about, because um, I know that it's kind of a little bit off topic, but you make some music, right? Yeah. I, I don't want to go too deep into it because it's more of like an anonymous. Um, oh, really? It's like, I, oh, yeah. I didn't know that. And, and the reason for that is like, I, again, like same thing that I do with designs, like I want to test and learn. It's so like what I yeah. do is like, I'll create like four or five different like SoundCloud or, or like band page, band pages basically. Yeah. And I'll test like different um, ideas out basically within those. And they're, they're distinct. Sometimes I, I combine like classical with like rap and like I just want to see how that goes. Or sometimes right. I'll do like uh, these like very mellow pianos with like, you know, these very glitchy beats and just see how that goes. Right. Um, so like I have two projects in the works right now that, w- that are working exceptionally well on SoundCloud. Yeah. Uh, until SoundCloud goes, you know, belly up. But hopefully that oh, doesn't yeah. happen. I've been reading all about that. Um, but they're anonymous because I want to test and learn. And then when I find something that works for the audiences that I'm interested in, which are like people that are not like listening to like Taylor Swift or, or anything like that right. mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, then that's why I know I have like, you know, a, the right product market fit really. Yeah. Um, then, you'll put, then you'll put your name on it or you'll have to wear a giant mouse head for the rest of your life. One yeah, of the I two, you know. Mask, but I want to make sure that, again, like more for me, it's like, it's more about getting things right than just getting them done. So I'm yeah. sure that they they fit in my goals, but also like the goals for our users. And also like with the with the sound and the music that I do, mm-hmm. I do collaborate with other people, and like they also kind of share that same mindset of like, hey, I want to remain anonymous as possible until we you know get it right. Nice. Okay. Well, I don't know that I have any more buns related questions for you because I think that you pretty much covered the bases. I just. One last recap, because I know that we didn't really talk about it too much, but I know that you guys have been really, well, for the listener out there, I'm privy to some, some, uh, Bun's office chats that, uh, but I don't really partake these days too much anymore, but I, I do over, overhear some stuff. Uh, and I know that you guys are really refining search. So yeah. we should probably talk about that for sure. like a second. Yeah, search is becoming way more relevant, uh, because we do know that a new user who searches for something and finds what they're looking for will be like almost 100% likely to stay after day seven. And that that funnel for us like yeah. between day one and day seven is, is crucial because in the old search that we had, which was not relevant, it was just sort of by recency, we would find that a lot of these users would kind of just fall off after, I think, spending like 10 minutes within the application. Because they're not finding what they're looking for. Because they're not finding what they're looking for or the search is not relevant enough, which is kind of like why we're making this change, but yeah. also on the same token, it hopefully it makes the change um, helpful for for users that are also using it for like finding whatever they're looking for like yeah. whatever test plans or books or comic books whatever it is mm-hmm. and there's also like a filter so you can like sort it by recency if you really wanted to yeah um, but it's not as relevant as the relevance engine would be on search interesting that's awesome i can't wait to try it out and uh hopefully find more comic books and vinyl yeah and you, you could, if you guys have any feedback you can also send it at hello at buns.com or email me directly rishab at buns.com yeah if so. or and if you guys uh yeah do that. Do that. And then hit me up at podcast.buns.com if uh, you don't know how to spell Rashab at buns.com. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it'll be in the show notes for sure. But uh, yeah, man, thanks for sitting down and chatting with me. I hope this was uh, painless. And yeah, it was uh, good. Uh, we should do more of these. I'd absolutely. Love to get, like, more updates out to the community whenever possible. I, yeah, I think, it, I think it's good to hear it from somebody what's kind of going on with the app because 
I mean, how many people actually read the What's New sections, you know? Yeah, not that many. But we do have some traction on our blog. That's uh, funny. I'm talking to the guy who wouldn't know the numbers of how many people actually read that. Uh, that was a rhetorical question, but... Uh, yeah, I do. I do have numbers for everything you can think of on the product. Amazing. All right, man. Well, thanks for sitting down and chatting. And uh, you guys check out the new and improved buns and just wait until they kill the fucking great game. Provided by a band by the name of Bard. Now, you can check the show notes for a link to the music. But, the bio says that the band was formed by a former bank robber looking for something a little bit more chill. So, uh, maybe that'll give you some indication about uh, the music itself. Here is Bard. Thanks guys, have a good week. <laughs>